You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share heartfelt and inspirational messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself to God's unlimited blessings. We are still, in case you're wondering, because we recently had Kerygma Conference. Were you there, by the way? It was beautiful. It just keeps on getting better and better every year. But we are still, in case you forgot, we're still in the financial series called G. Can you say that? G. Winning the game of money. And just a, qu- a quick recap for those who were not able to attend. Uh, we've, we've given you so far gift, goal, and then today we'll talk about something very important called grit. Can you say that with me? Grit. Grit. What is grit? Is, is that like the Bisaya for hello? Like, you know, grit the person next to you. Another word for grit is perseverance. Can you say that? Perseverance. What does the Bible say about perseverance? The book of James says, Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. So if we're going to take that definition, then grit must mean that it's the ability to complete and finish something to the very end. How many of you want to finish strong in 2018? Raise your hand. Well then, my dear friends, you need grit. Can you elbow the person next to you and tell them you need grit? That's right. You need grit so you finish strong this year. Are you ready to receive a word from God? Yes? All right. Then all together, we'll do this as a family. All together, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Stretch your hands out and help me say this wonderful prayer. Today I receive all of God's love for me. Come on. Today I open myself to the unbounded, limitless, overflowing abundance of God's universe. Today I open myself to God's blessings, healing, and miracles. Today I open myself to God's word so I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. I'm God's servant. I'm God's powerful champion. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. What I want to do in the remaining minutes is I want to preach to you from a very powerful story, a beautiful story in the Bible found in the book of Acts. But may I request if you could stand a little longer than usual? Is that okay? But if you feel like sitting down, it's, it's fine also. Um, this is a story found in the book of Acts where Peter heals a lame beggar, somebody who does not know how to walk or somebody who couldn't walk, all right? And it says that one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. And Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. That's a beautiful word right there for somebody. Before you can give God your expectation, the first thing you need to do is to give Him your attention. 
Before you give God an expectation, you got to give Him your attention. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what, what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And so taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly, everybody say that, instantly. Instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong and he jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit. I love that word, used to. I love that word. Can you say that? Used to. Because it tells me, don't get used to who you are right now. Don't get used to where you are right now. Because where God is taking you, you haven't seen nothing yet. He's only just begun because you're still a work in progress. You're just under construction. After God is done with you, you're going to be a masterpiece. You believe that? Can you tap somebody beside you and tell them you're, you're a masterpiece in the making? That's right. So they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I want to preach this powerful statement in your life today. How many of you want to flourish in 2019? I do too. Here's something you got to do if you want to flourish next year. You got to do it one step at a time. One step at a time. Can you preach that to somebody beside you and tell them, do it one step at a time? That's right. Step by step. Let me give you three steps. Three steps that you're going to be able to use to help you flourish in 2019. How many? Three. Here's the first thing. The first thing you need to learn is positioning. Can you say positioning? Positioning. Positioning is very important. In fact, this is what this man shows us. It says that a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put. Can you say that? Put. Put every day. I don't know what this guy was thinking. Why in the world he would do that? But I think that's a pretty good idea. To put himself in the path of people who were praying. If you don't know where to begin or where to even start with your plans, I think that it's a good decision that you came here today. Because you put yourself in the path of people who are not just praying with you, but are praying for you. That's right. Go ahead, you can clap your hands. What if the help that you're going to need next year will come from the people that you cross paths with today? Think about that. You want to flourish financially next year? You got to put yourself and position yourself in the right path. You got to put yourself in the path of people who can help you. If you have money problems, look for money mentors. People who can teach you how to spend wisely, how to invest, you know, how to, how to have the right kind of habits. So position yourself in the right path. That's number one, positioning. The second thing that you got to learn is perseverance. Can you say perseverance? You got to persevere. Especially in January. You want to know why? Ask me why. Because you're going to want to exercise and diet just like you do every year. You're going to want to start something new just like you do every year. But we all know what happens after a few months or maybe even after a few weeks for some of us. Because you know it's so easy to start strong. But if you're not careful, 
it's even easier to end wrong. What you want to do is you want to start strong and then finish even stronger. Don't be like that one smoker who said, it's so easy to quit smoking. I've quit about 87 times already. If you're going to achieve great things next year, you need to persevere. That's what this man did. Same verse. He says, he was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful where he was put every day. Can you say that? Every day. Every day. Never mind the fact that he was begging. I think we can all learn from the value that he did it every day. He begged every day. He was so relentless in his begging. He was the master of begging. If you want to be successful next year, you got to persevere every day. You got to do it daily. Can you tell the person beside you, do it daily? Do it daily. Here's the last thing, and I'm about to close. The last thing you need to learn if you want to flourish next year is called patience. Can you say that with me? Patience. Good old patience. Where, where can you find patience in this, in this text? Let me read to you verse 7. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. But you know what? If we read another verse, the verse after the last verse that we read, verse 11, it says something that doesn't really add up. Let me read it to you. It says, While the man held on to Peter and John, while the man held on to Peter and John, wait a minute. If this man had already been healed of his paralysis, why was he holding on to Peter and John? Do you want to know why? Do you really want to know why? All right, then come back next week. I'll tell you why. If you're going to try to understand this text, I think there's value in trying to remind yourself and imagine, put yourself in the position of this guy. He had been lame since birth. That's what the text says. He never walked a day in his life. His feet never touched the surface or the ground. The only time he touched the ground was either when he was sitting or standing. You get what I'm saying? Let's do a demonstration. Uh, John, this is John by the way, and uh, can I call it Mo? Everybody say hi John, and then say hi Mo. Okay, since your name is already John, maybe you can be Peter. And then since you're Mo, you can be John. I know that doesn't make sense, but you know, work with me. But although John was never bald, right? Okay, so the story goes, can you stay here? Peter and John, they were there, and this guy was begging. So these two walked up, and it says that his knees all of a sudden became stronger. Now, I don't know what that feels like because I've always had strong knees. Maybe you guys would know. You've been standing for quite some time. You know, it might have been wobbling. He tried to... Take steps, but he was—he must have been staggering with his steps because it was the first time he was walking. So maybe the reason why he needed Peter and John to hold on to was because although he already had the capability to stand, he still didn't have the courage to take the steps. I don't know if you can read what I'm trying to tell you, but I want to preach this to somebody here today because we all have this tendency. To take it upon others and blame them and, be, and, and not be as good to them just because they don't have their act right yet. Just because they're not as faithful yet. Just because they can't speak like you yet. Just because they can't give as much yet. But what if 
they're trying their best to really change, but it's taking them time because they just got their legs. They don't have the habits yet. Maybe they got the heart, but they don't have the habits yet. You got to be patient with these people. You got to be patient with this guy. I believe there's somebody here who didn't grow up with a good father, but now you're a father and you want to be a good father, but you don't know how. And so you're struggling to figure this thing out. You got to be patient with that guy while he makes the steps and makes the mistakes and makes the turns. There's also somebody here who has been dealing with depression lately, struggling to get out of bed, finding purpose, finding reason. But maybe God has started to heal her, but you got to be patient with her as she tries to climb out of the steps, out of the pit that she's in. You, you know what I'm saying? You got to be patient with the progress of these people. And in the same way, let me speak that to you. You got to be patient with yourself too. Be patient with the progress that God is giving you. Because when you plant a seed, you can't expect that the tree will grow right away. Not the next day. What you got to do is you got to position the seed and find a good place, fertile ground where there's enough space, enough, enough sunlight. And then you got to persevere by watering that seed just like you would water a dream by working on it day and night, every single day. And while you do that, you got to be patient because it's taking time to grow. But here's the guarantee that when you do all three elements, when you position in the right path, when you persevere every day, when you become patient, that seed will grow into a tree and it will bear fruit. Amen. That's what we want. But you gotta allow God to teach you how to do it one step, one step, one step at a time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Can you preach that to the person again next to you and tell them, do it one step at a time? Amen. Sing to the Lord. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Give the Lord a big hand, everybody. Thank you for the word today. On your way down to the seat, could you thank your neighbor and tell him thank you for standing all this time? Amen. You ready to be blessed? I'm not, gonna want, I'm not the one who's going to be preaching to you the main message because we invited two people. We have, been, we have been inviting guests since the very beginning of this series to speak to us, to minister to us, and I believe that the couple... They're, married, they're a married couple who will speak to us, is going to bless us so much. Just to give you a quick back, background, um, this couple, they were, many years ago, they had a good livelihood, they had fantastic jobs, but unknown to many, they were buried under a mountain of debt, and they were struggling with their finances, but through enough hard work, a lot of years, a lot of grit, so to speak, they were able to walk away from this, this, this challenge and this obstacle. God has been taking them to places. In fact, they uh, wrote a book called Debt Destroyers, which has been influencing and inspiring a lot of people to also want the same for their life. And so they're going to bless us today. This family 
uh, is very close to, to us, especially as a community, because they're a serving family. Their youngest uh, daughter, her name is, is Kai. She's the head of our youth LG here in the AM Feast, blessing a lot of young people. And then also their other daughter, her name is Chai. You might see her leading worship here every now and then. You might already know who I'm talking about. Their, their children are wonderful people. So I want you to give them a warm, warm welcome today as we welcome on stage Benj and Feli Santiago. Yeah. Good morning, yes, good morning, PICC. Good morning. Can you raise your right hand for me? Touch the person at your right. Tell that person, there is hope. Kaliwa naman. Raise your left hand. Put that hand at the left side of your body and say to that person, you can get out of that. I'm Benj. And I'm Feli. And we are the... Death Destroyers. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, just to give you more background of ourselves, Benji and I are engineers by profession. So we worked for more than 25 years. And we moved up in the corporate ladder. So from engineers, we were promoted to supervisor, to manager to senior manager, director level. So we were earning very well, but we also spent very well. So it got us into debts, seven-figure credit card debts, plus all kinds of loans. Name it, we have it. Oh, yung kamag-anak lang ni Arun, ang hindi namin nautangan. So our biggest mistake is really spending money we haven't even earned yet. And that got us into the rat race cycle. We work hard, pay bills, spend because of our lifestyle, borrow money again, and then work hard again. So this went on and on for more than a decade. It was so stressful. So there were many nights, many sleepless nights, thinking about how we're going to pay all our debts. And there was even one night when I was really down on my knees, desperate and begging God to take us out of our mess. And we also had lots of quarrels. As a couple, buti na lang, we stayed on. And uh, there was one night, um, we were really thinking of how do we get out and how, how did we get in in the first place? Two words, P-I, not the bad word. It's about pride and ignorance. I was really... Buying things on credit. We were buying things on credit. Lalo na siya. Money that we haven't earned. And, and uh, just to impress people that we don't even know. And ignorance because we didn't know how money works. And worse, we didn't know that it can also work against us if we have lots of debts. We didn't realize that debt is really 
money working against us. And so, we fail to see how it's growing two times faster than what we thought were our investments. We were investing, but we were ignorant on investing, and we were ignorant on money management, or specifically debt management. So our debts grow faster than our investments. And um, later on, we realize that we are really buried. We're drowning in quagmire of debts. And, and that was really so terrible. I had sleepless nights and I lost a lot of hair. <laughs> Obvious ba? <laughs> and looking back, looking back, the other reason that uh, I believe got us into that is because we were not giving back to God. We were not, you know, good steward of money. And thank God, He woke us up. So fast forward to today, we have already risen from debt. Yeah. You might be wondering, how did we do it? How did we get out of that situation? I would say it's really pure grace, scandalous grace of God. What did we do? Or what happened? We were forced to retire and terminated from our respective jobs. Imagine having two of our children in Lasal plus all the other responsibilities with no six-figure income. It's a disaster, right? But what seemed to be a tragedy came out to be our greatest blessing. So that's why, call me crazy for thinking it a scandalous grace. But God, in His mercy, really took us out of that situation. And um, by losing our respective jobs, which we thought will give us security until retirement and our old age, we were forced to seek help and invest in financial education. Truly, there is no job security. So that's, you know, when, when you, you're working for more than 25 years and suddenly your boss tells you, this is your last day and you have lots of responsibility Wow, that's a terrible experience that, that became our turning point. And, you know, that turning point led us to seek for mentoring. So we, were for, we will, will be forever grateful to the Truly Rich Coaching that we went to and, of course, the Truly Rich Financial Coaching of Brother Bo, where we learned and, and really applied what we learned in, in our financial life. It was a wake-up call for us, for us, most especially sa kanya. <laughs> we became aware of all the financial mistakes that probably have cost us a little over 100 million of pesos because of wrong decisions, wrong money management. And we were transformed from spenders to savers, to investors, to entrepreneurs. And, uh, 
you know, we were able to correct our money mindset. Before, we thought that job is forever. Akala ko may forever sa job. Wala pala. And I thought money will continuously flow. But you know, active income is never permanent. And I thought money will never run out. I was wrong. And it was okay to spend it all without saving? Definitely a big mistake. Now we already know the real value of money and the value of giving. Before, we thought it was okay to borrow money to pay another debt. Ganyan ang strategy namin. But now, we know and we learn the difference between good debt and bad debt. Sabi mo nga dyan sa type mo, good debt ang dapat meron ka. Hindi bad debt. Hindi din bad breath. Okay? For the longest time, we realized we had not been a good steward of money. But after Brother Bo's seminar, we made a life-changing decision. It's a transformation in our lives, in our financial life. And that is to make God the Lord of our money. So to be more specific about what we really the what we really made what or to be more specific sorry about the solution we made that we really follow the abundance formula of brother Bo to give back 10% to God and even in our indebtedness we religiously gave back to God 10% it was very difficult considering our situation of seven figure debt but we did it anyway. We just really put our trust in God, knowing that He cares for us and He will provide for our needs. And we held on to His promise in Jeremiah 29:11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And so every Sunday here at the feast, we would religiously write our petitions and thanksgiving prayers in the envelope and put our 10%. That, that's what we did every Sunday. And to also reduce our debts, we had to drastically reduce our expenses. And our youngest daughter even told us, Mommy, are we poor already? Why can't we buy the things we want? That was so painful. As a parent, we want to give the best to our children, right? We want to provide for all their needs. But because of our situation, we really have to make that sacrifice. Ang sakit nun, lalo na as a father. But, you know, we, we really have to stop borrowing we had to cut our credit cards physically. We had seven credit cards. We cut, not all, we, re, we left three of the cards. And uh, we prioritized, we listed down our debts. Talagang nandyan yung amount and then the interest that we need to pay on a monthly basis. And we prioritized the high interest. And we had to stop all the unnecessary expense. It's like increasing our cash flow by reducing our expense. And how did we do that? Every Sunday after the feast, we normally go out and eat 
out. No? So we reduce that. We reduce our electric uh, bills. Uh, one night, my, my, chill, my, my little girl said, uh, Daddy, turn on the lights. Why? I, I asked them, why? And they say, may mumu. Walang mumu. I just can't tell them, wala na akong pambahay sa kuryente. <laughs> so, so we, we, we also reduce our water consumption. We were forced to prioritize needs and wants. We, we spent on those things that have purpose and remove yung mga forma-forma lang. And after learning about how debt is actually money working against us, we stop borrowing and prioritize paying really those that are high interest debts first. And we also look for how to increase our income. So we got into, the bis- into a business that we were initially not familiar with. But we believe that God called us to this business. So we gave it our all and eventually it became our mission and vocation and now a source of passive income. Money is working for us already. So praise God because within four years after I was retired, we were able to wipe out all our bad debts. We are financially free. Thank you. Praise God. And now we are paying it forward. We have used our woundedness to heal others. And so today we are actually traveling around the Philippines and around the world, uh, helping Filipinos, teaching them how to be good stewards of their, ma- of their finances, uh, teach them to grow their money, their wealth, and teaching them to save and invest correctly. And the greatest consolation we have are really our children because they started young in learning how money works. And my youngest daughter at 11 years old and my granddaughter, my apo Audrey, at zero age, started investing in the stock market. Amazing, right? So in summary, allow us to share with you how we were moved from death to life. L. Live simply. Live below your means. Don't borrow money to pay your debts. Don't buy things on credit you cannot pay. And of course, you know, just be humble. Say to the person beside you, be humble. Be simple. And then I invest on your financial education. Educate yourself. Heal your financial ignorance. Aminin natin, we're financially ignorant. And your first investment is on financial education, which is low risk and high return. Save yourself from financial disasters. Correct wrong money mindset. Learn how money works. Save and invest money correctly. F. Faith in God. So have faith in God. Never lose hope kahit na you're already drowning in debt. Don't lose hope. Trust God. Pray and ask for healing. Because death is also a disease. Let God heal you. And most importantly, seek help. Don't be shy to ask for help. 
find a mentor to guide you. God will lead you to the right person. And we were just so fortunate, super blessed, and truly grateful that we have Brother Bo no less as our financial mentor. So he is our scandalous grace. E, explore. Get out of your comfort zone. Get into entrepreneurship. Don't just rely on your active income. So you increase your cash flow. So follow where the Lord is leading you. What's your passion? Find your purpose. And go to your courage zone. Who knows? There you will experience the unlimited blessings of God. So in, uh, lastly, no, just to leave you with a word from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 to 7. Can we read together? Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and that He may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on Him, because He cares for you. God's love us all. Thank you very much. To God be the glory. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brother Ben, Sister Feli. Amazing, amazing story. Can we give them another round? Thank you, brother. Powerful. Can I invite you to stand as we close? Did you learn anything? Powerful story. I think the money is, is something we all go through. Money concerns, money matters, because we, ma- money is a practical concern. You need money to live. You need money to survive. You need money to, 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 to have life, you know? You need money to invest in, in relationships, in families. I want to close with this one final thought just to take you back to that lame beggar that we encountered a few minutes ago where we said that this guy did all things right in the sense that that's why he was healed because he positioned himself in the right spot where he would encounter somebody who could who could pray for him and and actually help him and then we said that he also persevered by going there every day doing it daily and he was also patient with his progress he recognized the need and the value that it was a process. He was going through a process. But there's one thing here that I didn't know if you caught in the story. And I want to end on this thought. It says that when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. He asked them for money. Very practical thing. He needed money. He was a beggar. Couldn't do anything much for himself because his legs were not functional. And see, I think we're all like that in some ways. Also, we think we, we know God is a provider, so we ask money from God. God, I need this. I need money to pay for my bills. I need money to pay for that hospitalization. I need money to pay for my meals and the utilities, so and so and so and so and so. So we ask God for money. But here's my question. When he asked Peter and John for money, did he get money? It's not a trick question. Did he get money? He didn't get money, right? Instead, what did he get? Instead of getting money, he got a miracle. And I think that is more important, my dear friends. Because I believe that God doesn't just want to give you money. 
He wants to give you a miracle. If God gives you money and you're not the right person yet, you've got the wrong heart, guess what? Just like Brother Benj and Sister Feli, you're going to mismanage that money because you don't have the right mindset yet. So God wants to give you the right habits and then He'll give you a new heart. That's the miracle. He doesn't just want to give you this one thing. He wants to give you everything. Amen. And there's value in what this guy did because he recognized all three things that he needed to do. But there's one last thing. He never forgot. He never forgot to cling to the one who cured him. He never forgot to hang on to the one who healed him. And that's what you got to do. You got to remember that Jesus is our king. Never, ever stray away so far from him after he's healed you. Walk with him one step at a time. He's gonna, you're going to need him to be part of the journey. Just because he healed you one day doesn't mean that you can walk out. No. You need to hang with the one who healed you. And that's what we're going to do. Let's consecrate this very moment by entering into a moment of worship and praising God for this beautiful message today. If this is okay with you, can you lift up your hands? If you can lift both hands, that's even better. It's an act of surrender to know that you're submitting yourself in humility to an almighty God. Amen. Heavenly Father, every hand raised up in this place is a person who seeks you, a person looking for purpose, for meaning. And I'm glad that you brought them here in this place today. I pray, Jesus, that in your presence right now, right here, that you would walk with him one step at a time. Lord, over everything in our life, we surrender all to you. Our finances, our health, our relationships, our entire being is in your hands. And we know that it's in very good hands. You are a sovereign God, all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing, and all-loving. And so we trust you with our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, visit lightfam.com and click on Feast Teachings.